This is the Cleveland Guardians Fancast with your host, Quincy Wheeler, a podcast about the Cleveland Guardians and their fans. Fancast. I'm your host, Quincy Wheeler. You can find us at Guardian Fancast on Twitter. You can email me at Quincy at GuardiansFancast.com. <clears throat> well, uh, it is a difficult time to be a Cleveland Guardians fan. There's no two ways around it. The Guardians have lost the first three in a four-game series to the Detroit Tigers, who are one of the worst teams in baseball. Now, I will admit I expected the Tigers to be better this year, than what they have been, so this could be some regression back to the norm, but they don't really have a ton of great peripherals, and the Guardians are getting beat by, you know, pitchers fresh up from the minors slash pitchers who have been DFA'd three times in a season, at least that's what happened today, so I don't really know if it's so much about the Tigers as it is about the Guardians. It's pretty clear that the Guardians are tired, and that is fair. 18 games in 16 days, even with a rain out featured in there, is hard for any team to handle. After the game, Tito noted that though it's a young team, the players haven't been used to this kind of pace, many of the younger players, and so it's difficult for them to get adjusted to, which is fair. And Tito wasn't offering that as an excuse. He was just saying that's part of what's going on. Now, I, I appreciated that after the game, Cal Quantrill took, entire, took the entire blame for the whole game on himself, just said I didn't pitch well enough. And Andres Jimenez said, hey, this is on me. I made a dumb error, and Quantrill would have had a great game if I just would have not made that dumb error. So it's good that the team's not looking to point fingers, which I would never expect them to do. It's good that they're not looking to make excuses. And we have one more game tomorrow in Detroit, and then they finally have an off day. And it's possible during that off day, maybe the organization will look at doing some things to try to bring some fresh blood into the mix, you know, get Nolan Jones up, which would be great, mix some things around. The, the problem right now I see is that the bullpen's kind of melting down, and uh, there's not a ton of fixes for that. You know, I, I think Stefan kind of ran into some bad luck, so I'm still pretty strong believer in Morgan, Stefan, and Classe, uh, but the rest of the bullpen seems pretty shaky right now. Sam Hinch's regression has hit him pretty hard. They're young, young relievers for the most part, except for Brian Shaw, so they're going to have rough games and they're going to have times where you're like, oh, man, I thought you had this figured out, but you've got to go back and figure it out again. Of course, it's also depressing right now that Jose Ramirez is really slumping. He's just trying so hard to get out of his slump that he just ends up further and further into his slump. And I just think he probably needs another day off. I mean, honestly, if I were Tito, and I'm not Tito, but if I were Tito, I'd give him a day off tomorrow 
and not have him play the afternoon game. Then he can have two straight days off, come back fresh on Friday. That's probably what I would do. I would also see if I could start um, Nolan Jones at third base, <laughs> but honestly don't know if the team's even going to play Nolan Jones at third base right now. I know it probably means another Ernie Clement day at third, but it's probably the right thing to do at this point if you can get Jose happy and back to where he needs to be. And by happy, I just mean in a better in a better mental headspace. Good news, Franmel Reyes looks like he's starting to figure things out. He's putting up good at bats. He's driving the ball. Um, another good news, Owen Miller finally had a pretty decent day. Miles Straw got a decent hit. You know, you got to just look at these things and see how guys are progressing and see that things are going to turn themselves out. It's just everything's going wrong all at once. You have a poor pitching performance. You have errors. You have bullpen meltdown. And you have guys like Jose slumping. And you're just not going to win games when that's happening. You're going to lose games to bad teams. And this was an embarrassing loss because you have the other team pitching a position player against you with a lead. And you have Sandy Leon throwing two scoreless innings which is embarrassing for the Tigers too, I guess, but uh, just just not a great stretch of baseball. Got a game against the Yankees, which was great, but this whole past few games against the Yankees and Tigers and even a couple of those games against the Twins, I mean, barring some miraculous comebacks that just happened to come through for us, which is great. You know, obviously that's part of baseball is being able to do that. Um, this would be a horrific stretch, but those comebacks against the Twins remind you how good this team can be when the, the pieces fall in place and they put things together, which they're capable of doing. So just encourage you, Cleveland Guardians fans, to keep your head up and keep believing and look for the small positives in every game, the guys that are figuring things out and showing what they're capable of and and you gotta trust, even though it's hard, you gotta trust that the front office and Tito are doing their best to try to get everybody on the same page. Oscar Mercado got a hit today, and you know it's he's definitely not somebody that you have to worry about their energy flagging and wonder if that might be part of the idea to just kind of keeping new waves of hitters going to try to get some energy in the lineup. Not saying that Oscar Mercado is, is great, would rather see whole bunch of different guys, Alex Call uh, from Columbus, but just trying to think like they're thinking. You know, I, I just finished reading Our Team by Luke Eplin, and it describes the Indian season of 1948 and leading up to that. You know, great stories about Satchel Paige finally getting a chance to pitch in the majors and how key he was for the Indians to win the pennant that year, um, even though he kind of lost, you know, some of his stamina at the end of the year, which at being at his age isn't surprising. So that's, you know, that was a really neat book to read. And one thing that it pointed out is the story of Larry Doby. And of course, yesterday uh, we celebrated Larry Doby Day, which I should have mentioned on the podcast, and I'm sorry about that. Uh, but Larry Doby entered the American League on July 5th. And so that was the day that uh, they remembered. Uh, him for the 75-year anniversary for him breaking the color barrier in the American League. One thing that's really clear in our team is how crucial Larry Doby was to the success of the Cleveland Indians, and we'd absolutely be in a 102-year drought for a World Series if Larry Doby hadn't come through for the team in 1948. And one thing I noticed is that uh, Larry Doby, 
um, had a rough start to the season because after spring training, he came home to discover that his wife had had a miscarriage with their first child. And I wonder how many times guys are going through stuff like that in the media and nobody else knows about it. You know, not that it, it gives anybody an excuse, but it's just important to remember we don't always know what's going on in somebody's life. We don't know the ins and outs of everything that's going in the clubhouse. So you can't necessarily conclude it's this or that when guys are struggling. And, you know, I guess I would also encourage, you know, us to think about all the things that are happening in the world from the 4th of July uh, shooting to the tragedy in Akron with the, um, you know, just the whole experience of Jalen Walker and the police. And I've had policemen in, in my life who've said that they can't understand why that many shots were fired in that situation. And then you have the story of the mass shooter from Highland Park getting taken alive. And I know their situation is different, but you have to understand why a community of people would be saying, hey, it looks like you're treating us like animals, and, and why is that the case, and how can this change? Definitely understand all that, and I just hope that we're all able to listen to each other, to respond to each other, to realize that someone like me, a white man who's lived most of my life in the suburbs, has no idea, has no idea what things are like in, uh, the, uh, in, in these urban areas, and and, uh, and how things are in different communities and, and when people look at you differently because of the color of your skin. And uh, you're reminded of that as you read about the story of Larry Doby and all that he went through, so much undeserved and uncalled for and unacceptable insults and, and treatment his way. And one of the things that Luke Eplin discusses in his book, Our Team, which you should really check out, is uh, how much better Larry, Larry Doby's career would have been if he hadn't had to fight a war on several fronts. <laughs> fought in a literal war, but also fought the war of racial segregation, as well as trying to make a baseball team. So, you know, Guardians players, you've got 18 games in 16 days, and that's hard, but things are always hard. People are all over the world going through hard times. So I know they'll figure out a way to get through this, and they're not going to make excuses about it. Um, but, you know, it's, an, it's a tough time. It's an embarrassing stretch. And just want to let you guys know that we're going to get through this. And we're soon enough going to see some of these guys we really want to see in the majors. And they'll struggle too. And they'll go through difficult times. And there'll be times that you'll be like, why is this person in the major? But you never know if, you know... Tuesday, July 5th, 2022 is when Owen Miller finally turned things back around and, you know, that you might look back at this and say, okay, he had that rough stretch of a couple months where he just forgot how to hit the ball and then turned out he found it again and became a valuable option as a major league second baseman, which is what I thought he is, but he's just completely fallen off the map over the last couple months. But tonight he got a couple hits, so let's see if he can sustain it and start putting up better at bats. Let's see if Franmil can sustain it. Let's see if they can help Jose relax a little bit and go back to what he's more than capable of doing, which is being one of the greatest hitters in baseball. Tough night, guys. It was my birthday, and now um, the Guardians lost on my birthday, which isn't uh, incredibly abnormal. Uh, but now it's on to the next game and the next opponent, the next uh, 
series after the Tigers. It'll be, you know, get an off day and go from there. So hopefully the Guardians can take this time to figure it out and give us all some hope. This has been the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. You can find us Monday through Friday on any podcast service that you prefer. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, and download so that we can continue to produce these podcasts for your enjoyment.